0: And welcome to today's podcast. I'm going to try to keep it short. Again, no guests today. Obviously, my dad is in town. And I want to talk a little bit about him. And I'm going to... There's an arrogant thought in my head, but I have a really important reasoning behind it, which will take away the arrogance. Just sit tight. Uh, first up, I'll keep it very general- as I will. You know what? Let me give you a black Black Panther stop real fast. Uh, I get to tell you about my feelings uh, about spoilers. You know we do this whenever there's a big release. Um, I've got to put this statement out again. Um, I'm going tonight. Uh, afterwards or tomorrow morning, I will be very uh, very general. Like uh, like love, dislike, little disappointed, maybe offer some vague. Hey, you should watch out for this, and that's it. By Sunday. I will be a little more forthcoming. Um, And if you are upset with that timeline, I feel like you should have made, if you're going to be that upset with my timeline, then you need to do a better job of making it a point in your schedule to get to it. I know that not everybody has a flexible schedule, but then if you've got other commitments, especially if they're family and you can't do it, well, that's the sacrifice you decided to make. So you couldn't go see Black Panther on your timeline. Um, and then by, by Sunday into Monday and then it's it's spoiler stuff it, it's spoiler stuff at that point um, at that point like 72 hours into the release or more of the movie um, let us talk about it and if you're disappointed that we're having a discourse online with, with, with friends um, which is where I conduct a lot of my discourse and you happen to see that publicly uh, I shouldn't have to Pull back from my behavior any longer because you have an online addiction. Go to your Amazon cart. Uh, go to Amazon, add more to your cart. Stay off social places or places where you might run into news and spoilers about the movie. Uh, an example of my uh, my vagueness. Um, there is something that I. There was even a video leaked of it months and months ago. It looked grainy and and kind of fake, but maybe it was very raw. And again, this is just an example of me being very general about how I'll proceed the first 48 hours of, of, after the movie. Um, then that was that. And I was expecting this to be a part of the movie. It made a lot of sense. In fact, I'll say this. Had this happened, I think a lot of people who have been upset with this phase of Marvel movies are... One, you're not counting the, all the hell and chaos and carnage that COVID caused... And I too am a little disappointed that the the ball didn't move forward in a more dread dread inducing way, with this big bad villain looming over. Um, it doesn't look like what I saw is going to happen in this movie. Um, people involved in the movie meant uh, brought it up, shot it down, but remember what happened with the Spider-Man movie and everybody was included in that lied, lied, lied I actually texted somebody during Spider-Man I was the last row at the movie and I texted my friend and I said they're all liars I trust Ryan Coogler and his team that they're telling the truth that this thing will not be included it very much would have moved the ball forward something we've all been looking for during the Thor movie and Doctor Strange and every and, and everything else Um but maybe I'm just a sucker and naive and Kugler and his team will have lied to us and this will actually happen. All right, so more general things. The Mitch Miller situation. Uh, Isaiah released a statement, a very heartfelt statement with very vivid, painful detail about what um, he has been subjected to and he's not feeling great. Um, I messaged his mom, who I've known for quite some time now, and I referenced her on the show the other day, and... I have to hit a button here at work. Forgive me. I messaged his mom, and, and I said, uh, fuck you, yeah, Isaiah. And I told you, uh, Joni is a, a big-time couponer. I said, double coupons for you all day. Um. Then we had a little dialogue, and I'll keep this again general. You you know, I have put a lot of the blame here on the Bruins because I don't believe they found any actual new information. If they did, they should have revealed this. And in fact, I sent uh, I sent a message to a friend who I've been a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. We've been on the opposite sides of this situation. He's very disgusted um, with Mitchell Miller, and and I'm like you know reserved, and I, I'm blaming the Bruins. I said to him, here's what the Bruins should have said if they actually found new information. And I'm paraphrasing my own words here. Uh, We have conducted an extremely thorough investigation and we do not, and while Mitchell has paid the penalty put down on him upon the court system, uh, we do not feel that his behavior in what we found reflects what we want to be as part of Our community, and as a professional sports organization needing to hold a very high standard. We look forward to hearing about Mitchell's progress and what he's doing in the community and to combat bullying so that there are no more 14 or 16 year old Mitchells. The end. They didn't say that. They just said new info. If there was new info, they could have brought it to light. Or they could have stuck Mitchell up there in front of a press conference and let him answer questions. And you know what? That's really challenging. I'm 43 years old. I talk for a living. I botch my words at times. A 20-year-old? Yeah, but you know what? Put him in that crucible. And if he wants to come back and play, put your ass up there. Which would lead me to believe a little bit maybe he knows he hasn't done enough to have the privilege of playing pro sports and getting paid very well. But maybe he'll dig back in. But back to Joni. Very generally speaking, she shares my thought. I'm not going to put her words out there. Uh, she's disappointed, and I feel bad for her. I feel bad for Isaiah. This damn thing, again, that the, brewer, the Bruins are responsible for, lacking foresight, not handling the situation well, uh, it, it has caused more pain to, to Isaiah and his family. And and it's that's the Bruins' fault. Um, and I get the sense that Joni and the family don't think super highly of Mitchell. But they don't, they, she said, we are not vindictive. We do not want to hold him back. Like this thing is is essentially done in our eyes. And I'm paraphrasing that as well. Uh, but we were more on the same side than, than I thought. And she too had some disappointment with the Bruins. I shouldn't invite her on the podcast, right? But I did want to pass that along. All right, a couple of dad things. Um, you know, I talk about my dad a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I think you can glean from that. We are quite similar, especially the way we look. People think we look a lot alike. He has more hair than I do. I definitely have his nose, and I envision what his body is now is what I will look like at his age. I told you yesterday about the uneasiness that I have when he visits. Um, Yeah, it's it's still there. But I noticed this as well. Uh, I woke up at 6, and I go out to get coffee. And I came back an hour later and I said, I said Dad, I'll, I'm going to go get coffee and then I'll come back go to the gym. And he said, which Panera did you go to in Detroit? What? Oh, he was wondering why I didn't come back. I, I said, I sit and read and catch up and get prepped for the day. He was like, okay. And then it hit me that um, there is one thing that my dad and I are completely opposite on. He doesn't drink coffee at all. He'll drink alcohol every now and then, but he does not drink coffee. I've never seen him drink coffee at all. So, I and I told you before, I get that from my mom. I, When I was a kid, my mom was across the kitchen table. I'd see her smoking a cigarette and drinking black coffee. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're impressionable. I, it's like, I want to be like my mom. So, I always drank, black, and I still do, drank, drink, black, coffee. My dad, nothing. His caffeine is soda. In fact, you know, again, showing how dissimilar we are. Yesterday when I was grabbing him some things to to have at the house, I got him a Coke and a Pepsi. Not Coke Zero, not uh, Diet Pepsi. Just regular stuff, which I don't drink. I don't have, like, the full calorie sodas. Do you know how much garbage is in that Coke Zero? You might as well just drink the regular. Stop. Uh, my dad today he said, I'm going to grab the Coke and take it um, home with me tomorrow on the ride. I said, take the damn Pepsi too. You don't drink it? Nope. My dad and I could not be more opposite and dissimilar when it comes to our preferences for caffeine. The other thing, um, this, if I just tell, I'm going to, I'm going to say the line, the thought, and then I'm going to explain it. Um, if you're listening to this, you give me far more latitude than if I were to say this on the air. And I get maybe I'll do this on the air tomorrow. Sometimes I practice things here and then bring it on the air, and then vice versa. When I was at the wall, I game the other day, and I like running errands with my dad. Today we went to. Uh, I'm not like just dangling myself out there. Uh, where did we go yesterday to meet anybody? I forget. Oh, we went to the gym today. I forget where were we yesterday. I can't remember. Oh, uh, went to the hockey game. Today, went to go visit my friend Stuart at the Ability Center. But back to the hockey game yesterday and anywhere else. I was hoping to run into someone that I know. And that happens frequently. Been here 10 years now. Made a lot of solid relationships. I haven't burned any bridges. I I have pissed people off. I've done the wrong things at times. Not perfect. Not claiming I am, but I think the good on my resume far outweighs the bad. For instance, today when I was leaving the Ability Center, I saw a guy I haven't seen in a long time who was um, who I worked with for a long time when I was at iHeart. He was one of the sales guys, and I said, "Holy shit, it's done. And Just caught up for a couple seconds. He had a big smile on his face. Good dude. Glad to see him. Glad he was bringing uh, some some braces and whatnot to the Ability Center. Good stuff. I uh, remember I told you before. I said to Dorothy the other day, I don't hear as many people anymore saying, "Oh, I wish I knew about the, I wish I knew about good grief sooner," because now they know about it. When I tell people that I'm involved with the Ability Center, they know about the Ability Center and all the wonderful things they do for our community. So that makes me happy. But I was in, when I was at the hockey game the other day, I wanted to run into somebody that I knew, and I wanted my dad to see that. Eric, that isn't. That is a large amount of hubris. You think you just go anywhere and people will know who you are because you're a radio personality? Do you know that your industry is dying and that fewer and fewer people every day listen to what you do? Yeah, I know. I know. That's why it's important to be vibrant on social. Here's my reasoning for that. What did my dad... and And this has happened before. I wanted my dad to see... To give him some visual evidence. And he's got plenty of anecdotal stuff. And other things like today. He was happy with seeing my relationship with Stuart at the Ability Center. But I I worked there. But I wanted to to see a stranger or someone else um, recognize me. So that he could see the positive impact I have made here on people and in our community. Because that would make him really, really proud. If there's one thing that my dad and I don't do, it's have deep, visceral discussions like that. When we do have them, it's about me being sideways mentally. Uh, it's never about stuff like that. I have been considering asking my dad recently, "Dad, are you proud of me? And what what makes you proud?" We don't get emotional like that. I, I I, don't need to hear that. Thought just went through my head. I know he's proud of me. But to have run into some stranger or something like that or have somebody recognize me and to have him see that I made a, to have him take that with him is far more powerful than me telling him that I had a disability center, good grief tomorrow, mental health talk there. So it's not hubris at all. Um, I wanted to give my dad that lasting image because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna see my dad a lot. I'm gonna see him a lot less than I won't see him as his life winds down. Um, the other thing is, I don't think we, 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 we don't. I can't tell you the last time he and I said, "I love you." That that can go back to my childhood, and that is something that I share with my. Therapists, especially the one who hit the nail on the head. Oh, you you lack intimacy in your life. Yes, and it probably comes from uh, the environment I grew up in. My parents deeply cared and loved me, but not one another. And my mom said, "I love you," but my dad didn't. But I knew that he did. But I know that hearing it also is very important. Thanks for listening today. Uh, we may or may not be here Friday. Uh, just keep an eye on your notifications.